Trust in God and God will make your path straight and in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. Uh, as you would see from our Faith Matters, the little, I always do a little reflection that you can take home each week. This, this, today's discussion is about taking up your cross and following Jesus. As we read the gospel today, last week we read about how Peter said, you are the son of man, you are the king, you are the king of the universe. And he says to Peter, I'm going to build my church on you. I'm going, on this faith, I'm going to build the church. And then today, you know, a little bit, uh, yeah, a few hours later, he's uh, telling Peter, you know, get behind me, Satan. You know, you're just, you're being a stumbling block to me. Stop it. So isn't it amazing how Peter's humanity can see Jesus for what he is as the, as the king of the universe, but also be wrestling with his faith and trying to understand what is, what is Jesus telling me? How does all this fit together for my salvation? Jesus is quite clear about his plan. He's not a victim in this. He's not, he's not going to be a person that's a victim on the cross. He has come deliberately into the earth at this particular moment in history, in our history, to die on the cross for our sins and be resurrected for us. That is his journey. That is what he is doing. And when someone wants to distract him from that journey, he says to them, get behind me, Satan. Move away from me. I have a calling. I, am, I have got a purpose from my Father in heaven to live out a calling on the earth. And the calling is to redeem all of creation, to bring all of creation back to the way it was when the Father created it. And so we come to another section of this reading where it talks about our calling. Jesus says, I call on you to take up your cross, to deny your, your earthly, the things that you hold on to in the world and look at life from God's perspective, from a spiritual perspective. Everything that we have around us is transient. The only thing that is not transient is our soul and our spirits. And Jesus is quite clear. Where you give up holding on to the transients and make the intransient, your soul, the, the important purpose of your life and the calling that you have, the most important thing, then you're not going to lose anything. You're going to gain a, an eternal life. You're going to gain an eternal perspective. When the transient goes, you're going to still be standing with our Lord God in heaven. So... What does that mean for us? We all have a calling. Do we sit and pray and try and understand the calling? Do we try and understand what is our essential purpose in being part of God's amazing plan to restore creation? Because Jesus is the main creator and redeemer of the earth. But all of us here are called to point everyone to Jesus and to point everyone to the cross and to point everyone to the blood that has been shed for us so that we all can have eternal life. So how does your calling manifest? How does your purpose in that plan, how do you take on that role? Have you prayed about it? Have you sat down and said, Lord, you know, Rev Rob came to church today and he said, I've got a calling. I, don't, I haven't done that. I haven't sat with my calling. So I'm going to sit with you and pray over the next week and really understand what is my calling in this great and amazing plan you have to redeem the world? Or maybe you have a calling. And maybe the second part of this reading, the second part of where Peter's 
you know, getting in the way of Jesus and Jesus get behind me, Satan. Maybe there are people that are hearing your calling and telling you what you should do. This is what you should do. This is how you should do it. Being a father is a calling. And I know there are so many people when my bubbers were born that used to say, this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. And I go, thank you very much. And then I still go off and do what I felt in my heart was the most important and the right thing to do anyway. And isn't that the same nature as giving life to those around us with our calling? Giving, bringing people to eternal life with our calling? We have a calling. We have something to do. And when someone tells you what you should do and how you should do it, then you've got to mind, you've got to say thank you very much, but you need to get behind me because God's got this with me. I've been praying and I've been listening and God has been telling me what to do. Now there is always a difference between being told what, is, what you should do and being asked why are you doing something. You see, when people ask us, well, what's going on? Why, 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 do you, why are you always so happy? You, you, you know, your, your mum just died or your father just passed away and, you, and you're okay. How, why, why is that? You see, when someone asks us why, that's the time for our testimony to be given. That's a time for you to share how Jesus works in your life and why those moments that can actually lead to anxiety and despair and worry do not overwhelm you and do not, and do not you know, put so much weight on you that you cannot bear them because you're putting all that weight onto Jesus. You're carrying all that weight onto Jesus for Jesus to bear it. So when someone asks you why you're doing something or why is this happening, share it. It's your testimony. It's happening because God is in your life. Jesus is your Lord and Master and Saviour and you've acknowledged that and you're moving forward in the strength of the Holy Spirit. So please, tell everyone. Shout from the rooftops. But be very careful in terms of yourself and your spirituality because remember, Satan is always prowling around us. Peter says he's like a lion circling around us. And I know Hollywood has all these depictions of Satan as being this big dragon or this big monstrosity that comes down and burns buildings. But Satan is just the whisper that opposes God. Satan is just that word that says, do you really think you can do that? Do you really think that's, that you're able to do that? When God is telling you, I want you to do something, Satan is that little whisper. Now that whisper could be coming from someone else or someone in the community or it could be just you sitting in with your own anxiety and worry and doubt. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are kindness, compassion, love and care. They're never, those, they're never worry, they're never anxiety, they're never any of those things that lead us away from God. They are, we start with knowing that the fruits of the Holy Spirit are extended from God to us. So if you feel in your heart of hearts that you want to read in our church or you want to welcome people or you want to do morning tea or you, as some of us have done recently, taken on these brochures that I've got printed and put them in mailboxes. If you want to go and talk to someone about their faith, the care that God has already extended to you is there. So know that you are empowered to do that. Know that you are called to do that. If you're not sure how to do it, if you say, well, Lord, you're asking me to do it, but how do I do it? Come and talk to me. We'll, we'll pray and we'll keep brainstorming and 
will keep working out how the Spirit is empowering you to do things. But we cannot allow Satan, through his own whispers in, our, in the quiet times of our lives, or through the words of others, to take us away from our calling, to take us away from what we're doing. We have a world out there that is like a desert, seeking a storm of God's love, seeking the rain to pour out into the fields and to nurture and to allow the seeds of faith to grow. Every single one of us has something to do in that, in that moment, whether it is praying for people to come to our church that can do that, whether it is yourself going out and doing it, or whether it is praying that you know, Satan doesn't distract me from my calling. Because very often, you know, we see in so many churches, you know, the preachers or the pastors start off really strong and then get distracted and the whole church just falls apart. So please keep praying for me. Keep praying that I stay the course and that I stay as a holy and righteous person before God and that I'm here to keep ruffling your feathers and to keep challenging you guys on how to move forward and how to do the things you need to do. When, we re- when I read the last sentence in uh, the verse today, I sat with it for probably three or four hours because I, I thought to myself, truly I tell you, that, tell you that there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man in his kingdom. I sat with that. I thought, Lord, all the apostles died before the second coming. I'll probably die before the second coming. And then it sort of... As I sat and prayed, I got this epiphany in my head. The kingdom is here. I see the Son of God. I see the Son of Man released in everyone that I come across. The kingdom is here. So we have all, if we have been baptised, if we have been in a faith journey, if we have been um, disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, then can I suggest that from what I felt as I prayed about this sentence, that we already have this gospel verse. Truly, I tell you, you have seen the kingdom. So if you have seen the Son of Man's kingdom, what are, what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? How are we going to release the kingdom and God's glory into every part of our own lives? Remember, we've got to do it in our own lives so that we can be empowered to do it in other people's lives. So please don't be distracted from that. As hard as it may be, as sometimes now I feel like we are in the minority, as I walk around and I see the things that we're doing and trying to release Jesus' kingdom on earth, we are in the minority. We are back in first century Jerusalem. The kingdom is starting to be released and we are the, the, the minority of that. And what did the people do? They prayed. They shared testimony. They loved each other. And they stood together as the body of Christ so that all could come to know Jesus and his kingdom through their love. The kingdom is here and now in our love. Let's release it to all the people that surround us. The Lord be with you.